Special thank you to our podcast partner for this episode, Sir and Madam. They are a husband and wife owned brand and boutique dedicated to styling the urban sophisticate through its offering of clothing, accessories, and apothecary goods. Honestly, we just love their clothing and we love the people behind it. So we wanted to talk a little bit about Sir and Madam um, before we get into the show today. Um, so one thing I really loved, Sakia and Dion, was um, I asked uh, Autumn for some of her thoughts in relation to our topic today. So about creating from an authentic place, which you wrote about in your blog, Dion, mm-hmm. and about defining creativity. Um, she couldn't be with us today. Super sad about that. But she did share, I minimize noise of others and completely tap into my instincts and personal observations. Mm, yes. So that's how she creates from an authentic place, which I really, really appreciated hearing. Absolutely to tap into like your own power and like your own instincts instead of like relying on the validation or Mm -hmm. affirmation from other people. Exactly. And I think when you think about what they're doing through their store, which we've all been to, it's in Hyde Park. Gorgeous. um, Exactly. It's super, super beautiful space. Um, It's a challenging thing, I think, to be a, um, uh, an entrepreneur in general, but to be able to successfully have a clothing boutique, um, in an area that has a lot of boutiques mm-hmm. um, and they've been doing it for about 10 years now um, and Autumn mm-hmm. shared with me about how when they first started some people had some things to say you know but they still really maintain true to their original vision and I mean obviously their creativity is clear I think in all the clothes that we're rocking for the podcast and in the photos that we've been sharing so um, I just think that they're a fantastic duo and the quality is great and they're Chicago made so and black owned businesses are always great to support. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out again to Sir and Madam. Thank you all so much for being our partner this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Black Girl in Ohm. Hit that music. Park session. Oh God! In the back, so I didn't. We're feeling good. We're feeling good. You all can. Maybe we can turn the music on and everyone can get up and dance. Yeah. Like we really could do this. <laughs> We're really serious. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, we have to then too. I, the thing is, I'm not twerking. <laughs> that literally is not happening. And my shirt. We don't have to. Everyone's shy. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so if you're new to the Black Girl on Podcast, let's take a moment here to get acquainted. I'm Lauren Ash. I'm Zakia Najiba. And I'm Dion Ivory. Dion is our special guest tonight, um, but she's also a member of the BGIO team. Very excited to have you tonight. We yes, love you. you. <laughs> Um, so BGIO creates space for women of color to breathe easy. Uh, we cultivate self-care, self-love, and self-empowerment for communities of color. And so that's what we do in every way. And our podcast is an extension of that. So mm-hmm. we're going to get into it. Okay. We're going to get into it. Then let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> so we were inspired tonight by you, Dion. 
Thank you. So let's hear a little bit about you for okay. those who aren't aware of your work. All right, well everyone, once again, my name is Dion Ivory and I am a creative entrepreneur, um, most recognized for more, my aesthetic as a photographer and an illustrator and sometimes do a little bit of writing, but y'all know how draining that is. Um, <laughs> and uh, I recently joined the Black Girl and Gnome team as the Black, wait, what am I again? The visual content director, that's what I am. The visual content director. She is the black visual content director. <laughs> yes, and that's my dream position. And you know, I just, I love Black Girl and Ohm and what they stand for. So it's just amazing to be a part of a team, you know, who's about celebrating and affirming women who look like me. So uh, yeah. That's clap worthy, it is. <laughs> So we were really inspired by your recent blog post on your personal site, mm -hmm. DionIvory.me. Yes. So don't go to .co or .com because there's nothing there. I looked. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to find it. Um, but uh, you shared a, a really great piece um, exploring um, creativity, comparison, and creating from an authentic place. Absolutely. Um, so in a little bit, we're going to like read some of the quotes from that. But could you just talk about the motivation behind why you even started to relaunch your website with this particular piece? Okay, well, for one, um, you know, being a creative, especially on Instagram, um, there's a lot of inspiration, um, and there's a lot of people who feel the need to tell you, like, which route you should go as a creative when they see someone else who's doing what you're doing in a more successful light, I guess. And so I just, I was really tired of it. You know, a lot of times people are like, Dion, you know, you should go the route of um, Asiyami Gold. She's an amazing photographer, visual storyteller. Or B. Walker, she's another phenomenal black woman who's doing photography. And um, I realized, you know, how stifling that was because I just, it was like unnecessary pressure, you know, to be creative. And I'm, I'm like, I was like, hold on, this is, this is not what I signed up for. You know, as a creative, I came in here to do creative work, um, authentic work, to inspire, you know, people to embrace their own vision and trust their vision. And, you know, it's not fun and it's not enjoyable to have people to tell you that, you know, you're not good enough. Because that's pretty much what they're saying when they say, you know, you should do what this person is doing. And um, I'm just not down with that. So I was like, mm -mm, I'm going to just tell you all this, you know, and I'm going to put this in a very tactful way, but I hope you get the message. So that was my motivation. Yeah, and like recently, uh, me and Dion had a similar conversation as what you were just talking about, about mm -hmm. how like social media is so toxic in the age that we live in, especially as an artist or a creatively inclined person, because a lot of people are using their creative capital in ways that are not authentic. They're using their creative capital in ways that are either exploiting people mm -hmm. or exploiting themselves from a space of like individualism. Um, and so we were just talking about how now, especially in the space of Instagram, because so many creatives and photographers go to Instagram now because there's so much visibility right. with Instagram and a lot of people are being like discovered on Instagram. And you know, people rate their success, people rate their creative capacities and their talent to how many likes they have for a photo. Mm -hmm. And like that's absolutely ridiculous. Like it makes It's no ridiculous sense. and it's really unhealthy for your self-esteem, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and and some I, Lauren asked a question. She asked all of the members here, uh, why? What was it? Where do we? How, how do we create from an authentic place? Yeah. How do we create? Yeah, I did ask that question. Mm -hmm. um, how do we create from an authentic place? Because sometimes 
I feel like to your point about social media being a toxic space sometimes, um, you can get confused. Absolutely. No, absolutely. <laughs> like, there's a lot of like, Sometimes it's like when you're creating content, it's you, you literally have to stop and say, wait, what am I actually doing here? Exactly. Am I just falling into a rhythm because I feel like some pressure because I haven't posted in like, ooh, three days or three mm-hmm. hours or whatever it is? Um, am I doing this because I hope that so-and-so will pay attention to me because I'm now talking about something that interests them or like because I want to get this brand's attention or whatever? Um, so, yeah, I think that it's really, it's a really important question to ask right. as an artist, as a creative, mm-hmm. um, so that you stay stay on whatever journey it is. Like, I feel like most artists are on a journey for a reason bigger than just likes or, you know, yeah. attention. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Instagram, I mean, it's an amazing app, but... You know, you shouldn't ascribe your worth or your value as an artist to, like, a double tap. You know, you know, it just sounds, it just sounds really ridiculous. You know, so I mean, my question to you, Zakia, is how do you create from an authentic place? I think it's just really more recently creating from an authentic place is like critiquing myself and like my activity as a creative and like what I've done, whether it's like harmful um, or things that I feel haven't always benefited other people beside myself. Mm. And so I think recently I'm thinking of creativity sort of as like creating a need necessarily. So looking at things and trying to see, well, well, what is it that I don't see? Mm -hmm. Um, And how can I fill a void? Um, And so when I think about creating authentically, it's really an introspective, I think, process. And I'm still learning that. Um, so really learning just more about myself, also learning about how I can also just be more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a lot of issues with vulnerability, um, not just like personally, but I think like in my own work, um, because that can be really scary. You know, you don't know what's on the other side right. of vulnerability. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's really how I'm dealing with that. <laughs> okay. I think it's important also to just pause for a second and think about the link between creativity and self-care because our, you know, as mentioned, BGIO is all about self-care and wellness and our podcast then is about self-care and wellness. So I think maybe we can all share about how in our own practices and in our own lives we see this connection between creativity and self-care. I think for that for me, I learned a long time ago when I first started practicing yoga that Um, specifically through yoga um, I'm allowed this like clarity and introspection kind of like what you were talking about that allows me to then be more creative Mm -hmm. Um, like even the 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 phrase black girl gnome came to me because I was practicing yoga like it came to me in the middle of like a yoga practice and um, I've had a lot of like sparks of inspiration for things um, throughout like yoga practice. And so I think that for me, it's kind of like a means to like honestly brainstorm and process and just get really clear. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, it's just such a clear connection. And when I don't um, prioritize um, self-care, I I find that I just have a a little bit more clogged or like a little bit more um, like busyness mentally going on. That's awesome. Um, for me, I would have to say, well, my self-care practices are really funny. Like, I watch Rugrats at night, you know? I, I do. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like I get to escape my own adult life. You know, adulting is, 
it can be atrocious at times. You know, you got bills and it's just all this craziness going on. And so I watch Rugrats because it reminds me of this like, <laughs> this like childhood state. You know, like you have no that's, cares in the that's world. That's important though, like getting in touch with your inner child. It that's is. so important. Exactly. You know, and, and I relate to Tommy and Chucky on so many levels. <laughs> Seriously, I'm being so serious. And so it's really awesome. And I also take a bath. Um, I know this, I take a shower, of course, but like I take a bath because, you know, I get to sit and just be in the dark and I'm listening to my music and I'm like, yeah. Um, and then uh, creatively, I, I think I never opt to not, I never opt out of being myself because um, I know that like God created me for a special purpose and he's given me such a distinct voice and aesthetic that has been able to reach so many people. And, you know, with that affirmation and that, you know, self-awareness, um, I've been able to just trust my vision, you know, and uh, reach people that I wouldn't have, you know, if I were trying to imitate someone else, you know. So um, I think that having that awareness and that confidence, like you just work from a place of love, you work from a place of self-assurance, and that's how you're able to, you know, stay true to who you are, because, I mean, I just don't see the benefit of trying to be someone else. It's just really kind of bad, really kind of sad. There is no benefit. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So, Zakia, what are you... Yeah, so I think recently my self-care practice has actually been reading. Mm. Um, I haven't actively read like the way that I would like to read in the past few years. And so recently I've been reading and that has sort of been my self-care practice. Um, and then going off of what you were saying, Dion, about watching Rugrats, I think for me like reading books is always sometimes like a source of like escape. Mm -hmm. Not that escapism is always healthy, but I think it also helps to get my mind off of things. I can get inspired. Um, and then also I just think actively, if I wasn't, if I wasn't using my creativity, if I wasn't photographing, mm -hmm. like I honestly think that would have an effect on my mental health. Um, because like I think when I first started using the camera, when I first started photographing, that was sort of like my way of like releasing. Yeah things or things that I have been holding on to. Um, and so anytime I'm photographing, it's like I feel more like myself than if I you know, wasn't. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I feel like I need that. And I think also going back to creativity, a lot of us, creativity can also be like an act of survival. Mm -hmm. And I think like when we expand our view of what creative means, we have to take it out of the context of like capitalism and like creative, like creative, um, capacity and people like exploiting things yeah. um, for creative purposes because I think about people who maybe don't have the same type of like accessibility that we have or like access to resources but they have to be creative um, on a daily basis like they have to be creative in regards to like what type of income they're bringing in how are they going to feed their families yeah um, and so I think about I've been thinking a lot more about creativity as this act of uh, survival and creating a need for something that may not exist and I think for me being creative like I feel like that's my contribution to like humanity and that's my contribution to uh, black people as a whole yeah and so I'm always actively thinking about it in that um, sort of holistic right. framework and that is an act of self-care I think anytime you do something that is not only like good for yourself but also somewhat good for other people Absolutely. or making an impact on other people that also makes me feel good as well. Yeah, That's what so. the fulfillment is, you know? Like, yeah. recently, um, you know, I, I read the Bible and, you know, God has been showing me, like, Dion, like, there's no fulfillment in being selfish. 
you know? It's like, what are you doing for other people? Like, how are you impacting the lives of others? How are you using your art to speak to people? And what are you doing outside of Instagram to really invest in people's lives, you know? So, um, y'all, the word, the, the Bible? <laughs> So, I mean, that's just been a really, it's just been really awesome. And I'm like, dang, Lord, like, I feel really convicted and I feel really motivated to just do more than speak a, a few positive lines as a caption, thinking I'm really doing something. Right. Um, you know, so I agree. Conviction. With you. Yes, yes, girl. We conviction is real. There are so many people who aren't convicted in anything. I think we're living in an era where, like, people live without conviction. That's a terrible... Oof. And I think as a creative, if you don't have, like, a strong conviction, and I feel like my conviction in, in regards to, like, what I believe in and why I feel like I need to photograph and document black yeah. people yeah. is, like, developing and evolving. And I think oftentimes people who don't have that conviction, they fall into that trap or into, like, Absolutely. that haze of, like oh, I'm just going to create something that's going to give me the most money or I'm going to create something that's going to give me the most likes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, like... Like what the fuck is that? Like I, I just don't I just don't understand. <laughs> no, I don't understand. Either. I think that I think that we're saying is absolutely right and it actually makes me a little bit nervous for the next generation. And I and I don't mean to be like one of those old people who's like, the next generation is all bad, but like, you know, just in terms of like young people who are so like insightful and mm -hmm. so critical, but who are growing up with social media as kind of the only means where they're encouraged to share their art. And, and the only place, or, or one of the few places where they can also receive affirmation for their art. Um, so I think it's, it's important for us to talk more with young folk. I mean, we're young folk, but like the young, young folk, you know, like my, like you have a younger sister, I have a younger sister. So mm -hmm. um, I wanted to address a question that we got. I know that we asked some people um, in our community to send some questions our way, and we got a really great one. Um, so I'm going to pull that up right now. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Um, Eden, who's like always, we've done an event with her. We're always engaging with her. She's great. She said, how do you all keep yourselves from feeling worn out when your passion and creativity is also your work? All of us. <laughs> this is the case. <laughs> this is the case. All of us at this table, um, in some way, shape, or form, one or more of our creative um, pursuits also feeds us in some way, mm -hmm. um, if not with opportunities, with money, what, whatever. And so um, it is a labor. It's, it's, a, right. it's a, something that we actually actively pour our, our, ourselves into. So I thought this would be great to talk about a little bit. Wow. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> you want to go? So I'm kind of like, I'm kind of lost on the question just a little bit. Okay. Um, only because I feel like I'm still emerging in my practice. And like I feel like to get to that space where you feel burnt out, like in my mind, I'm seeing that like not as a privilege, but I also see it as like a space that I haven't yet gotten to. Um, and I think one of the desires is to get to a space like that, right? Like you want to be a full-time creative. Mm -hmm. You want to actively use like whatever it is uh, that your creative ca capacity is to create work. Um, and I feel like I have been able to do that. But I think having it be, you know, the result of like constantly feeling tired and worn out, I, I haven't reached that space yet. Um, but it is exhausting and draining, yeah. I think, just like knowing that there's a possibility that there always isn't gonna be like success or like there are yeah. gonna be moments where, you know, you may have a month where you're not getting any money for your labor or mm -hmm. anything like that. And it's, um, 
So yeah, I mean, that's my response to that. Um, for me, I would have to say, whenever I feel worn out, um, it's generally when I'm like creating constantly for clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so I make it a point to create for myself. I'm like, Dion, you know, go back to why you started doing this in the first place. You know, this is your release. Um, you know, this is what makes you feel good, makes you feel alive. So just go back to do, doing that. And when I do, I just, I don't know. Like, I remember why I fell in love with it in the first place, you know. And so now I'm, I'm, I'm right back motivated to creating for other people, you know. So, yeah, that's um, really great. Yeah. So you're, yeah. you're making sure that you're not always producing for someone else. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it because that's what, that, that is what my life's work is dedicated to, just creating art, just to create. Yeah. So, I would say for me, because all of my work really centers on um, wellness and self-care for other people, mm-hmm. in particular women of color, in particular black women, <laughs> and we are just so often um, burdened with so much, um, especially lately I've, I've done a lot of thinking about like what I'm consuming on a daily basis and being really mindful of like energy around me as well as content around me because whatever I take in Mm -hmm. is what I'm going to be then giving out um and so like I even remember last week for self-care Sunday um uh that was the week after the election results and I was just like you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) this Mm -hmm. is heavy and so I just intentionally kind of like plugged out of of a lot of things that were happening because I knew that I had to guide a mindful meditation for you know, a couple dozen women, um, and I wanted to be in a certain space to be able to guide that without some, you know, negativity floating. And then um, same thing with like yoga, meditation, mm-hmm. where their actual self-care Sunday event. So it's just some choices that I think that I have to make and that we all have to make with like watching and being very mindful about like what we are literally letting into our spirits and into our minds. Right. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Were you gonna quote from the from the blog post? I actually think we should play one of our games. <laughs> oh, well, we can do that. Oh, too. what game are we playing? <laughs> yes. oh, oh. What game? What game do you want to play? Um, oh yeah. What? Oh my God. <laughs> we I have a couple. What she's about to say. Go. You can listen to our episodes. Um, well, I feel like we've been we already talked about twerking, but it's fun. So <laughs> one of our games, one of our like questions that we ask our guests. If you had to twerk right now, which song would you put on? Ooh. Um, this is a really tough decision. For those of you who don't listen to our podcast, maybe let's pause and talk about why we asked this question. Y'all yeah, like... I can talk about that. And we can ask you after the show, too. But do you want to, like, talk about, like, why we even got on this? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, other, generally, other than, like, a lot of us, maybe it's just me, like, who just like to shake their ass, like, just for fun. Um, I just think that... I don't know, twerking is just good for the soul. Like, you gotta access release. those chakra points, shake that ass. There's a lot of sexual energy in twerking. Oh, it's a good release. Um, it's a good release. <laughs> I know we put you on the spot. We did not tell but y'all have to listen to the, the podcast to hear the whole story. So We've asked, like, yeah. b- like, most of our guests this question. I know, but y'all know I don't twerk. <laughs> um, if you man. were to. There's so many lit songs. I'm really <laughs> trying to figure out. Sense. Yeah, I'm from Texas, and we just, ooh, it's a different ball game down there. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we could then, let's ask a Houston question. Which song we do jig to? Ooh, what do you mean? Work, work, don't stop. <laughs> work, work, don't stop. If y'all have not heard Young Nation, Work, Work, Don't Stop, 
Thank me later. It is the liveest song on the planet. I'm so serious. Now we know. Yes. Now we know. Yes. Well, maybe they can cue that up for when we end. Oh, that would be amazing. Dance party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah, let's go back to um, the topic at hand. I can definitely read one of the quotes again. Dion has her own blog, DionIvory.me, and it's it's already fantastic. Thank you. Um, okay, so this is great. Comparison is the enemy. Why don't you read it? This is your Oh, all right. Read that paragraph. Okay, thank you, Miss Ash. Um, (laughs) Comparison is the enemy of authenticity because it robs you of your initial confidence as an artist. It stifles your creativity. You cannot create freely when you are bound to the expectations of other people. The beautiful thing about being a creative is that everyone goes into it with a different approach, a different goal, and a different outcome, and no one way is right. So in other words, let me do my thing. That's what I said. Yes. Snaps going. (laughs) Snaps going. That was a, man, that was real. Like, um, I think, like I said, everything that I'm saying is just kind of reiterating what I've already posted um, on the blog. But um, so many people feel like, oh, if I don't look like her, I'm not going to be successful. Or, you know, if my aesthetic doesn't look like this person, then I'm not going to be successful. And it's like, you cannot, like, whatever effect you have on people, you know, that power is given to you because of your own vision. You know, like, you would not have the same effect if you were trying to look like someone else. And I don't, it just saddens me, you know, that people really feel like they have to imitate other people to do that. Um, you know, so I always tell people, you know, learn to trust your vision. It's okay. There's so many amazing illustrators that I see out here, and I'm like, dang, people still booking me for work, you know? And it's just like, it's really affirming because it's like, we need a variety. We don't need y'all to be uniformed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's no fun. That's boring, you know? And God made us all different. Embrace that, you know? So um, it just it, it boils down to confidence. I think it also, because as we were talking right now, I was thinking about anyone who might be like listening or in the audience who is like, okay, that sounds easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, in addition to, what did you just say right now? Mindset? What did you just say right now? It boils down to, oh, confidence. Oh, confidence, yeah. I think it also boils down to mindset. That's um, true, too. Very early on with BGIO, um, I just kept on receiving this message from a lot of people who mentored me, which was this idea of viewing everything, and I mean everything that you do from the perspective of, of abundance and opportunity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you view everyone as your competition, if you view what you're doing as this thing that needs to be like held onto so tightly and like you don't want to tell certain people because you're like, you're about to steal my idea, you know? Then... A little move. The way that you're manifesting it is going to be with all of that energy. Absolutely, yeah. And so um, that has been like one of the biggest like like lessons, and I mean like personal lessons, business lessons. Like it has just seeped into everything that I do with Black Girl Nome and my other projects because there's so much that is then able to grow mm-hmm. when you view other people as like, how can we work together? Um, and it's not always going to work because not everybody's going to also approach you with that same way. Right. But they aren't meant to be in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, this idea of like nothing that is for you can be taken from you is also always coming into um, the, the work that I do and the way that I approach it. And it's not always like easy. Like Sometimes you are like, you're trying to do something that I'm trying to do. But it's like, it's just about practicing it, like everything. <laughs> like It's a practice. It is you're not right. perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, abundance, I think, is a, a key kind of mindset to approach um, in order to 
be on that that wavelength of you know mm-hmm. creativity and making things happen. Yeah, I talk about that too in my next post. The perspective. Yes. Perspective is a major key. Yeah. <laughs> There's a post coming out on blackgirlnome.com on Monday by Dion. It's very, very, very amazing. It's about manifestation and abundance. I yeah. learned that from you, though. So, y'all, my <laughs> life has changed. Literally. I just moved here from Houston five months ago, two days after I got married. And um, my, I know. Thank you. Um, my life has just changed so, man, like, ooh, Jesus. Like, y'all. This is real ugly what I just did, but uh, <laughs> like it's just been so amazing. Like I've just been in the space of like just being relentlessly positive, relentlessly thankful, just in a space of gratitude, and all of these doors have just opened because I'm like God. Like I don't know. Like when you're positive, you see things differently. You know, blessings that were there, they just have been there all the time. You couldn't see them because you were so negative. You know, but when you're like I'm, I'm thankful. You know, and. Um, you just look at things differently, and so Chicago has been so perfect. Um, I'm just so blessed to be here, and especially on the stage with you guys. And we're happy so. to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that was really Yeah. All right, so maybe, I don't know, like, let's open it up if anyone has any, like, questions. Yeah, that'd be know, awesome. If you don't. Any suggestions? Anything? I was going to end with, like, a guided meditation if you don't have questions. <laughs> <laughs> No, like, really, though. I don't know why people are laughing. I'm about to guide a meditation a little bit. But if you do have questions, just shout them out, and we'll speak them again into the mic so folk can hear it. It's quiet as a mouse. Love you. Everybody's just chilling. They are chilling. Hopefully y'all enjoy what we talked about. (laughs) So, oh, absolutely. I can't. Yeah. For all of us women of color, yeah. what would you guys say is the best way for us to get engaged with our community besides going to PGIO events? Sure. What would you guys say is the best way for us to get engaged and, you know, support each other, be there for each other? Mm. Yeah. So That's the question was, what can we do in Chicago, but maybe we can open it up more broadly to really get engaged with our community in the world that we now live in post-election and thank you Tenny she's a member of our team um, for posing that <laughs> what do you think um, um this is my response to that I think that the best thing we can do now um, and I know you Tenny identifies a black woman right yeah. um, and and I also you know obviously I'm a black woman and I think that as black people in a whole, and I'm speaking specifically just about black people, I think that the best thing we can do is just like actually go into communities. Um, and I'm not sure like what that process looks like. I don't have a lot of experience like doing community organizing or anything, but I think that we are living in like really critical times. Mm-hmm. Um, and shit has always been real for black people. If not, it's gonna get worse, I think. Um, And I think that thinking in a positive mindset, the best thing we can do is enable each other and really encourage um, more acts and organizing that focuses on just us as a collective. Um, And so I think that outside of this election, we already know that, you know, structural racism, systemic racism, racism, whatever you want to call it, does exist and like there's a foundation to it. But I think outside of that, the best thing we can do is support each other. 
I also think that you know folks should be venturing out into spaces where there are you know things that are needed. Um, so as you were saying, like outside of Black Girl Ohm, I mean, I'm sure there's like plenty of community organizations like here in Chicago that would love to have you know folks like you come in and and assist. Um, and I think also this is a critical time for a lot of us to like also humble ourselves as well. And I think that you know. I mean, I don't know, that's the best advice that I can give, and like, I'm actively, you know, learning that myself. Another so. organization, just to, to build off of what Zakia was saying, Asada's Daughters is a phenomenal organization. I heard a whoop whoop, um, um, also led by women of color here in Chicago, and they do healing, co community um, engagement focus, um, focus work, and so definitely check out Asada's Daughters as well. Uh, I mean, I just agree with you guys. I mean, seriously. I mean, I, I was going to say the same thing differently, but I mean, I'm going to just, you know, echo yeah. what you stated before. Also, one of the, like, backbones of Black Girl and Own, like, like, is to inspire other people. So outside of that, like, if you're connected to a group of people, like, I would advise folks to, like, start creating their own groups and their own collectives. Um, so if folks want to do that, like if you don't see something that you see, create it. So yeah, yeah. And you can start small. <laughs> I feel like sometimes when we hear that quote, it's like, oh, what? I have to start a revolution. You can, but you could start really small. Um, mm -hmm. And it starts, I think, by telling people your intention. And you'd be surprised how many people will be like showing up for whatever it is that you have in your heart that you don't see around you. So. To start sharing it. Exactly. Um, so we're going to close with a meditation. People keep on asking us to do more guided meditations on the podcast, so we're going to do that. Um, if you've never done meditation before, don't freak out and run out of the room. I promise it's really painless, and you'll probably feel better after doing it. So you can just close your eyes. I'm not looking at you, and I can't even see you. So if you don't close your eyes, I'm not mad. But you will enjoy it more if you close your eyes. So just close your eyes. Take a moment. Notice any sounds around you. Notice how you're feeling in your own body. Notice the beat of your heart, the rate of your heartbeat. Notice the quality of your breath, where your body moves when you breathe in and out. Notice the temperature of your body. Are you hot? Are you cold? What's the state of your energy right now? Are you content, excited, anxious? All these things. All these aspects of your reality that are there without you honing in, but right now you have the space and time and awareness to hone in. Notice where your mind goes when you're still. Notice the thoughts that come in and out without you even trying. 
most challenging thing being to not pass judgment or attach too much to what any of this means, but just to notice. And just hone in on one thing that you maybe thought of from this dialogue. Something in relation to your own life that you might want to explore a little bit more. Just promise to yourself to explore that throughout the rest of your week. Whether about creativity or self-care or community. Take three communal breaths to come out, like I said, short and sweet. Just take a big inhale through your nose and exhale, let it go. Another big inhale, fill your lungs with air and let it all go. Exhale. And third and final breath in and release. than when you started. Thank you all so much for joining us for the podcast, our first live one. And thank you, Dion, for being our guest today. No problem. (laughs) We hope to chat with y'all more after the show.